Hi, and welcome to Leadership Lift. My name is Eric Livingston. I've been a pastor and in church leadership for over 40 years. My hope is to take lessons learned from those years to lift your leadership. Most of those lessons I learned the hard way. Leadership Lift is designed for pastors and church leaders. It will be directed to providing essential insights, practical guidance, and uplifting inspiration to lift your leadership. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Welcome to the first episode of Leadership Lift. Our inaugural episode, Leading with Impact, A Glimpse into Your Leadership Style, will deal with self-awareness. It's one of my favorite subjects. What's it like to have you as a pastor? What's it like for your congregation to have you as a leader, as a children's pastor, as a youth leader, as a worship leader? What's it like for your congregation to have you as as a hostess or a church elder? Self-awareness is the ability that allows us to truly understand ourselves, both our strengths and our weaknesses. It's like having a mirror that reflects our souls, but instead of obsessing over how our hair looks, we get to explore our emotions, our thoughts, our motivation. Not to mention having a good dose of self-awareness helps us navigate through the twists and turns of church leadership with grace and authenticity. What's it like to have you as a pastor? Many of the issues that I have helped navigate uh, over the past 40 years with churches, whether as a pastor or as a regional pastor, uh, they, they have more to do with self-awareness or emotional intelligence than, than it does intelligence or education, like knowledge. Most of the issues that I will help churches with or help people with have more to do with emotional intelligence. One factor of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. Do you know why you behave the way you do? Here are a few questions to get us thinking about self-awareness. Why do I get so defensive with my spouse when she talks to me about this issue? Why do I experience deep emotions when I talk about my childhood? Why did that discussion bring tension into my life? Why can't I seem to believe that God truly loves me? You see, when we lack self-awareness, we misunderstand ourselves. And when we misunderstand ourselves, it leads to misunderstanding God as well. How we understand ourselves, self-awareness, plays a big role in our relationship with God. For instance, were you created for him or was he created for you, God? Was God created for you or did God create you? Now, I'm confident you know the right answer. That's not what this is about. But does your life reflect the right answer? That you were created for him. Picture yourself as a superhero because let's be honest, church leaders are superheroes, right? Even Superman had his kryptonite. And just like him, we all have areas we need to be mindful of. Understanding self-awareness allows us to identify things in our life that keep us from becoming everything God desires for us. I know, my friend, if you could pause long enough and ask yourself, what's it like to have me as a friend, a pastor, a spouse, a board chair? What would people say? 
Would people say, oh, that person talks too much or they're always negative or they're always dreaming or they're, they're, they're never facing reality. They're always, they're not, they're a great listener. They're not a good listener. Oh, that person thinks he's so smart. That person, whatever it might be. I, I remember a, a lady who was coming out of church uh, years and years ago and Lisa was standing with me like the good pastoral couple and we were standing at the door greeting people as they were walking out of the sanctuary and this lady in particular she came up to my wife Lisa who I was right next to me and I was listening and she said oh honey it must be so wonderful to have pastor Eric as a husband and Lisa looked at her and smiled and said oh you wouldn't believe it well I was so thankful she didn't go any farther than that you know, as as important as the question is, it is just as important to answer the question and sit down and think about the answer. What's it like to have you as? My friend and coach Dave Bartell says, you can't even get to the real issue on stuff like this until you go three questions deep. So let me illustrate this. What's it like to have Eric as a leader? Well, if I was honest with you, which I will be, I can have a tendency to overpromise and underdeliver. So the second question might be this: What sort of things, Eric, do you overpromise on? Well, typically there are things like helping others, or I will even use the word rescuing others. Third question, Eric, why do you feel like you need to be a rescuer? Well, the answer, and this is getting more personal. I want people to think I'm good at what I do because sometimes I don't feel like I'm good at what I do or I want to be liked. I mean, I don't know of anybody who goes into ministry that that wants to go into ministry to disappoint people or to to be disliked. I mean, I like to help people and most people I find who are in ministry, they like to help people. You see, being self-aware of those things, I can start to respond better when I start feeling myself to overpromise or when I start to walk through those steps and saying, okay, Eric, are you rescuing? Are you in a mode? Is this more about you and the way you're responding or is it about the person? It helps me to be more self, to be more realistic with my capacity. I might say to them, boy, I want to be able to help you more and I want to be able to step in even aggressively or provide something for you, but I don't have the capacity or I don't have the capability right now, but here's what I will do. You see, self-awareness helps you to be able to say no. It helps you to understand what is happening deep inside your soul. It helps you to understand why you react certain ways. One of the things I want Leadership Lift podcast to do is for you to learn from some of the mistakes that I've made in ministry. And this is one. I did not do self-reflection enough. And one of the things that blocks us from self-awareness is pride. Part of the reason I think self-awareness is so critical is we may miss why God wants us to be more self-aware. Becoming more self-aware shows how our fear and how our insecurities and our anger and our envy or apathy or whatever it might be, it shows us how our struggles keep us from totally, fully loving God and others. And and can I just say more self-awareness leads to you loving God more intimately and others, which produce total freedom. 
One of the most serious implications of having low self-awareness is we never realize our desperate need for Jesus. Most of us have worked with people at some time in our ministry, if, you, if you've been in ministry very long at all, and you've worked with somebody who says, well, I just think God's too busy for me, or I will handle this on my own, and I'll turn to God for the big things, like, like if somebody's sick, or if I need, if I don't have enough money to pay my bills, then, then I'll turn to God. But on the small stuff, I'll handle those. He's too focused on more important things like world hunger. We are unaware that nothing is more important to him than you. The primary task of self-awareness from where I'm coming from is to understand ourselves in light of God's word. If I just take the great commandment, for, for instance, to know how well we are loving God and other people. It's, it's tempting, if, let's stay on that thought for a minute. If, it's tempting to think that if we obey God's commandments, if we get out there Monday through, or Sunday through Saturday, and we get out there and we obey God's commandments, and we go to church on Sundays, then we are loving God. But that is all about God being created for us. That's about, that's about us. Us keeping the commandments to demonstrate we love God is about our power and our abilities. I think Jesus in John chapter 14, when he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I think he meant this. I think he meant love me first and you will keep my commandments. Love me, love yourself, love other people, and you will keep my commandments. The focus is on loving God and then you'll keep my commandments. Not you keep my commandments and that proves you love God. You see, there, there's really, as we talk about this, there's, there's no shortcut for developing self-awareness. God gives us his spirit. He gives us his word. He puts other people around us. And those three things are the primary way we can cultivate greater self-awareness. Let me say that again. There's three things that help us cultivate greater self-awareness. The Holy Spirit, God's word, and other people around us. Drawing near to Jesus through his word, listening to Holy Spirit, and living in community, real community with, with people, can reframe how we understand ourselves. I'm fortunate to lead a, a men's group at my church, and, and last week we were talking about a passage of scripture in Philippians 2, um, the, the, the famous poetic passage where who being in very nature God did not consider himself equal, equality with God, but became nothing. And a great, beautiful text about Jesus. And one of the things coming out of that, while we were in community, while we were in the word, while the Holy Spirit was speaking to us, one of the, one of the men said, I've learned so much about myself tonight. That's self-awareness. It's, it's living with the word, listening to the spirit, and living in community with other people. Allowing others to share what they see and how they experience us is essential part of that. We were able to, in the men's group, we were able to say back to this individual that said this, we think that is tremendous self-awareness. That's great. I even said, I'm getting ready to record a podcast this week. And I, that is exactly what I'm talking about. I love it when people explode with self-awareness. I've learned this about myself. 
Now, there are assessments that you can take. There are books you can listen to. There are blogs you can read. Uh, there, there are podcasts that you can listen to, right? And all of those are great, or many of those are great, I should say, and help you developing self-awareness. But as a follower of Jesus, I think those things are secondary to being alone with God, being in a group of people that you trust, and listening to Holy Spirit. Here's some final thoughts on self-awareness and your relationship with God. Number one, take heart. God understands you even when you don't understand yourself. Jesus created you. He knows your life. He knows every single way that you have been battered and bruised by this world. And he understands what it's like to live in a broken world. So he gets you. He loves you. He accepts you. He gets you. He has a great plan for your life. And as you become more self-aware of what makes you tick the way you do, not as an excuse. Self-awareness is not an excuse to behave improperly. It's a, it's a chance for us to learn and grow and become what God or who God has created us to be. What makes the gospel of Jesus Christ so breathtaking and beautiful is that God loves us fully, even though he knows us completely. And my friend, you can learn to love yourself fully, even when you know yourself completely. So how do you sharpen skills of awareness? Well, we've talked a few self-awareness. Uh, we've talked about a few of those things. But first thing I wanted to say is just be honest with yourself. Be honest with God and for me, nothing helps me be more honest with God than journaling. Now, I, I could say having a coach or having a counselor in your life also has helped me. But journaling has helped me tremendously in being honest with myself and with God. Um, number two, I would say seek honest feedback and listen to them. When someone is giving you feedback, look at them in the eye and don't argue with them, even if you disagree with them. Listen, thank them for their feedback. Ask them, what would it look like for me to do a better job in this area? I think that is so important. When you're receiving feedback, you, you don't want to be on your phone. You don't want to be, I, I would not even take notes, but sometimes you have to write some things down on this. But I would, I would have total eye contact with them and thank them for the feedback. And then if they say something, particularly if you disagree with them, but in any type of feedback situation, I think it's important for you to ask, what would it look like for me to do better in this area? So if somebody says, uh, for instance, I had a pastor tell me not long ago, um, one of the things that I struggle with is people think I don't care and it's not true. I do care. And so I simply asked them, so what would it look like to those people who've told you that? What would it look like to them if you cared more? What are they seeing that you may not be seeing? I, I wanted people to know when I was pastoring, I wanted people to know that they were valuable, that they were important, and that everybody that walked through that door was, uh, that mattered greatly. I always told the, the workers and the, the volunteers, staff, whatever it might be, I always said, move slowly on Sunday morning. That hour to that two hours, if you have two services, maybe three, three hours, move slowly during that time to the, with the people that you are serving. Be a non-anxious presence in the room when you're serving. Move slowly, smile, talk to everybody. Uh, um, 
another another way I, I didn't spend time with the core group of leaders on a Sunday morning when the church family was around because the core group received my time all the all throughout the week and through small groups and meetings and stuff. But after everybody went home, then often some of those core group leaders, then we would spend some time together. But my main reason is I wanted people to know that they were valued and important. Um, so, so if, if somebody says, well, I don't think that person cares, sometimes it's just a matter of you demonstrating differently that you do care and you become more self-aware of, are you smiling? Are you moving slow? Are you, so, so let me tell you about a time that I wasn't moving slow. There was a elderly lady, um, who, uh, uh, she had, she had incredible history. Her name was Marcella. And every Sunday, Marcella would come in and she uh, she would give me a hug or I would stop and see her and I would give her a hug. Um, she usually sat in one of the back sections. And one particular Sunday, I was running a little bit late and um, I, service was getting ready to start. So I walked down the center aisle and walked right past Marcella. And here's what she said. Hey, preacher. And I stopped. I turned around. She goes, get back here. And so I walked back there. And I bent over and I gave her a hug and she whispered in my ear, don't ever forget, this is one of the only times anybody touches me all week. See, she saw, she saw me walking fast as I don't care about her. When, when she told me that, my friends, I demonstrated love and care for her from that Sunday on. Now, I didn't love her more after that Sunday. I just became more self-aware of how I was coming across to someone who, for them, it was one of the few times that they were ever touched during the week. Pastors, I would say, ask, ask your board for feedback to help you become more self-aware. Ask your team around you or your staff or other volunteers. Ask them, what's it like to have me as a pastor? What's it like to have me as your Sunday school teacher or your small group leader? What's it like to, to, to listen to me preach? What's it like to listen to me teach? What are you most concerned about that I might not see in my leadership? Does my presence produce anxiety? Does my presence in, and when I come into a room, is there, is there joy? Is there comfort? Is there angst? Am I even noticed? Do I suck the air out of a room when I come in? Do I add value to people that I come across? Do people even notice? What am I missing? What am I missing on how I come across to other people? Another question you might ask your leadership team, what excites you the most about me being your pastor? Here's one. What scares you the most about me being your pastor? Remember that self-awareness doesn't mean taking ourselves too seriously because life is full of ups and downs. And, and I think laughter is undoubtedly one of the best medicines. So when you're looking at self-awareness, lighten up, see the humorous side of things, embrace your quirks. Don't, don't, don't make excuses for them, but embrace those things that you learn about yourself. And don't be afraid to, to smile when people are giving feedback and you're listening and learning more about yourself. You'll be amazed at how it can create a warm and inviting space for growth and connection. I, I have not been in too many places that demand their pastor is perfect all the time. 
I have found the path to self-awareness is a journey is worth taking. Understanding my thoughts, my emotions, my desires have led me to be easier on myself. It's led me to be easier on other people. I, uh, it, it's, it's, it's helped me be easier. Um, I wish I would have been more self-aware when my kids were younger. Um, because with more self-awareness, I think I would have been easier on them. And I think we would have lived a more meaningful life. Ah, And with that, we've reached the end of today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed the exploration of self-awareness and have gained some valuable insights in our 20 minutes together. Remember, be kind to yourselves, embrace your journey, and keep nurturing that self-awareness within. And may you experience true shalom. Until next time.